0: On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, Journey Off the Map. His scripture text to be taken from Isaiah chapter 30, verses 18 through 21. Hear now, Pastor Moody.
1: And the Lord rebukes them and lets them know that it's going to bring them into serious danger. And then in verse 8 he, uh, and 9, he calls them a rebellious people because they wouldn't hear the word of God. They wouldn't listen to what God had to say. So then he gets down to verse 18, though, and yet God shows his mercy. How many is glad that mercy and judgment have met each other? And when we deserve to die, God gives us life. When we are lost because we're sinners by nature and sinners by choice, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish not God's will that any should perish, but that everybody can go to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, listen to this verse 18 said, therefore the Lord, therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious to you and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy upon you for the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are they that wait for him for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shall weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of, the, of thy cry when he shall hear it and he will answer you. And the Lord, and, and, and though the Lord give you the bread of adversity, and that means even though God gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, in other words, because of their rebellion and not listening, if God lets you get in trouble, remember 2 Chronicles 7, 14, he said, "If I," he, he said previously that if I shut up the heaven that there's no rain, And if famine comes, he said, if my people that are called by my name just humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, he said, I'll hear from heaven. Hallelujah. He said, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thine eyes shall see thy teaching, shall see thy teachers. In other words, God will bring somebody to guide you. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk you in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. When I think of a map, and I'm going to preach to you just a little bit tonight about the journey off of the map. When I think of a map, I think of roads. I think of directions. I think of being guided to a place. I remember one time, where are you at, Blake? Are you in here, Blake? For One time, Blake and I went to Illinois to buy a motorcycle and uh, we had the address to buy the motorcycle, and we, we had a GPS to get us there. And we was way out in a rural area, and I'm driving along, turn here, turn there, go this way, go that way. And all of a sudden, the GPS says, you have arrived at your destination. And I look around, and we're on a little narrow country road, and ain't nothing but a cornfield. any way I look. And I thought, hmm, this is a problem. And so I called the fellow, and I told him where I was at, and he said, I don't know where you are. And so I turned around and kept driving, and he started guiding me to where we needed to be. In their vacation Bible school, every night they had a different theme, and the themes, I don't remember all of them, but they were know your guide, trust your guide, follow your guide, can I get a witness? And as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons and daughters of God. And this word is a lamp under thy feet and a lamp and a light under thy path. Can you say amen? Proverbs said, there's a way that seems right to a man; it feels right, it looks right, but the end thereof is the ways of death. But it said, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about a journey off the map let's pray father thank you for the word of the lord thank you for the word of god i know that without you we can do nothing but with you lord we understand that jesus is lord heaven's real and we're on our way to a good place God bless, we pray, every child that's been in this vacation, Bible school this past week, and then, Lord, in our Wednesday night program every week in our Sunday school, Lord, these kids that come and learn about Jesus and, and have a wonderful time and enjoy themselves, but most of all, they're learning how to get to heaven, learning what it means to be saved, learning, learning what it means to be a Christian. God, touch them and touch their families in Jesus' name, and we'll give you the praise. And everybody said, amen. 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 Hallelujah. A journey off of the map. When I think about getting off of the map and I think about getting somewhere where the the GPS lady doesn't even know where you are and trying to get turned around, I, I begin to think like this, that all of us are on a journey. We're on our way to a destination. You may not even be aware of that, but we're on our way to a destination called eternity. The Bible said in Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. Now, death is something we don't like to talk about, but how many knows it's a part of life? And not just some lives, but every life. Every one of us are going to leave this world one way or the other. And it doesn't matter really how long you live, it matters how well you live. And when I say that, I'm talking spiritually. I'm not talking about being prominent or famous in society. But I mean living your life in such a way that your destiny is determined. The Bible said whom God foreknew, he, he called. And who he called, he predestined. That means he has a plan for us to make it to heaven. And uh, he wants you to make it there. I started thinking about some of the things that the Bible says and And uh, I want you to know that uh, no matter where you're headed, there are two ways that you ought to always consider. And that's the right way and the wrong way. I want to keep this simple tonight if I can. Somebody say the right way and the wrong way. Jesus addressed this in the Sermon on the Mount. It was the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest preacher that ever preached. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7 said, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many go in there at. Somebody say, that's the wrong way. That's not the way you need to go. But then he said, but straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. Somebody say, the right way. That's the right way. That's the way that that we need to go. Hallelujah. And God's Word, I want to say tonight, is our map. It's marked out a spiritual highway for us to travel. Proverbs 16 and 17 said, The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. Isaiah 35 and 8 calls this way that I'm talking about a way of holiness. It seems tonight like our world, by and large, has lost their way. And many men, most people are traveling down some road that they don't know how they got started there, really. They don't really know where they're going, but it's a road that leads to destruction. I really feel like, Brother Jim, that right now uh, in America and around the world, we're in uncharted territory. We're someplace now we've never been before. We're getting ready to step into a new tomorrow if God allows it. And, and it's, it, it's territory that we're not accustomed to. You can lose your way so easily. I remember years ago when Gail and I were first married and I was drafted in the Army and I got stationed out at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And the church, I've told this before, and they kind of chuckle at it, but uh, at the time it seemed like a big deal. we That's before Interstate 64 went all the way to the west and we drove down to the uh, to Louisville and then on down through the western part of the state and got on a, a U.S. 60. That's We know that is Winchester Road, but what you didn't know maybe is that's the longest east of highway in the United States of America, and we got on US 60, and and we when we got down around Paducah, uh, there was a lot of road construction and a lot of signs and a lot of confusion and detours, and and I'm trying to get to Missouri, and finally I get through there and drive about two or three hours, and all of a sudden, I come up with a big lighted billboard, and it's got Dolly Pardons' picture on it, and it says, welcome to Tennessee, <laughs> And uh, how many knows I went the wrong way? I, I got off track. I was in uncharted territory. And I want to tell you today that it's important for us to know our guide. It's important for us to, to trust our God. We need a GPS in our hearts. And I know that stands for a global positioning satellite. But I want to tell you what you need is, is a gospel positioning satellite. You need Jesus in your life. Jesus said in John 14 and 6 when he was getting ready to leave his disciples, that's what we know as the upper room discourse, John 14 through 17. You know what it was? It was the last night he would have with his disciples. It was the last night he'd ever be able to speak into their lives in this body before he went to the cross. And I'll tell you something, if you knew tonight that this was your last night on earth, you would call the people that mean the most to you around you. And you would talk about the most important things uh, on your heart and in your life. And that's what Jesus did. He got them together. And he said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'll come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am... There you may be also. And he said, where I'm going, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas spoke up and said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and we don't know the way. And Jesus said these famous words. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can get to the Father but by me in this multicultural society and pluralistic world that we're living in where they're trying to say one religion is as good as the other and they're all trying to get to the same place. I want to say no, no, no. Listen to that voice behind you. Listen to your guide. Listen to your teacher. Listen to the Bible. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the church. And the true church is saying Jesus is the way. Jesus is the savior. Jesus is the deliverer. Jesus is the one you need to make it to heaven. I'll give him praise if you would. (laughs) Hallelujah. A journey off the map so many times throughout the word of God, we find men that have been uh, entrusted with the job of being a guide to God's people. Isaiah spoke in this chapter here and he said, I want you to know something. Hallelujah, in verse number 20. Though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. But your eyes can see your teachers and your ears can hear that word. Do you know what I believe he was saying in that? I believe God was saying in the last days, in the end time, in the time of your trouble, in the times of calamity, if you'll just look you'll see that God's got somebody in your path that's carrying the Word of God. The Word of God is quick and powerful. The Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It's a divider, a discerner, a divider of joint and marrow, and a discerner of soul and spirit and the intents of the heart. I thank God that when I lost my way and I was living in sin and I was away from God, that God put a teacher, God put a pastor, God put a brother in law in my life that told me Jesus is what you need. Your answer's not in that bottle. Your answer's not in that world. Your answer is in the cross of Calvary. I want to tell you tonight thank God for the old rugged cross. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Word of God. Thank God for Bible preachers. Thank God for gospel singers. Thank God for the church. Thank God for teachers. Thank God for people who want to show us the way to make it to heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This last week, 50 teachers and helpers took time to put together crafts and games and and, and things to do to help these children realize there is a God who sits on the throne of heaven. He sent his son to provide salvation and there's a church with open doors Woo, hallelujah! And open arms, and we're saying like that lady up there in New York Harbor. Give us your poor. Give us your halt. Give us your blind. Give us your oppressed. You're discouraged. What are you saying, preacher? In, we're in the uncharted territory that we're in now, in the moral free fall that the nation and the world is in, uh, in the decay of societies, uh, in the world that's filled with violence. Uh, and drugs, and abuse, and ungodliness. I'm here to tell you, God's got some people standing up, shining a light, and saying, this is the way. Hallelujah. This is the way. Oh. I said, preacher, why you get red in the face and excited? It's in me. I can't help it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he called it a way of holiness. God said in Isaiah 43, 19, I'll even make you away in the wilderness. In the wilderness. In, what is a wilderness? It's a waste howling land. A wilderness is a place where nothing's built, nothing's provided. A wilderness is a place where you have to trust somebody to take you to fountains of water. You gotta trust somebody Amen, to bring you to a place where you can live and be sustained. God used Moses to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. He sent plagues to that land, smote that place, left that nation land in shambles, parted that Red Sea. And Moses and the children of Israel walked out of there. Thank God, under a strong and mighty hand of God, I heard a guy one time said, Well, said that wasn't a big deal, said the Red Sea's only 18 inches deep at certain times of the year. And I heard that and I started shouting and said, Hallelujah. I said, God drowned a Pharaoh and his army in 18 inches of water. What a miracle. Hallelujah. That's nonsense. Can you hear me? The devil's always trying to discredit the word of God. But Moses had heard from the Lord and God said, I've heard the cry of my people. I've seen the bondage. I'm gonna tell you some People might say, where is God? I'll tell you where he is. He's on the throne. And things are not out of control. You may think they are. I taught the book of Revelation this last week and it reminded me, amen, that we ought to rejoice because it's the last book and in the end of it, we win and we come back with Jesus and God takes over the world again uh, are you hearing me but the thing that I want you to know to rejoice about is that God is still on the throne Jesus is at his right hand uh, the Holy Spirit is there in representation as lamps of fire on that sea of glass mingle with fire and God just in a day is going to say that's it blow the trumpet go get the church this thing's about to change folks and we need to know where we're going we need to know. God used Moses and brought him out of bondage and they rebelled. Sort of the same situation here in Isaiah. They trust in Egypt. They they wouldn't listen to the word of God and they murmured against Moses and complained to God got so grieved with him, he let a whole generation die in the wilderness. But then when you turn to Joshua chapter one, God begins to talk to Joshua and He says, Now listen, Joshua, Moses, my servant's dead. And now you're gonna take this new generation Hallelujah. Cross Jordan, into Canaan land. A land flowing with milk and honey. He gets real specific, Brother Jim. He said everywhere you set your feet, I'm going to give it to you. Whoa, glory to God. Know your guide, can you say amen? And you know what he said? No enemy is going to be able to stand against you. He, he could have prophesied to him and said when you go against Jericho, it'll fall down. Now, are you hearing me? Nobody's going to be able to stop you. He could have given him a panoramic view of what was going on, but God did do that. You know what he said to him in Joshua chapter 1? He just said "Be in verse 7, be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the word which Moses my servant commanded thee. Listen, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart. Amen. Out of your mouth but you shall meditate day and night in it and observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then shall you make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. I want to tell somebody, uh, tonight uh, that in this wilderness we're living in called this world uh, in this world that's that's groping in darkness uh, in a world that's trusting Wall Street and Washington in a world that's trusting Moscow and and uh, and uh, Beijing in a world that's looking to the UN for answers uh, and still looking everywhere I want to tell you study the law of God the word of God know that Jesus is our light uh, and our hope and our Savior. Know that soon He's coming back. Crown King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let yourself be found in the Word of God, in the house of God, in the Son of God. Amen. And you'll find that there's a perfect direction that God will take you in. A journey off the map. You see, if you're a traveler, you know that there's road signs to follow. If you're a traveler, you, you go someplace long enough, you know the way there. Until all of a sudden you get along the way and there's a big traffic jam and they detour you. And all of a sudden you find yourself going in a different direction than what you intended to go. Now you let this preacher tell you something. There are things that happen in this world that are unexpected. I want to tell you something. Sometimes our little family unit seems so secure and everything seems to be going so smooth and suddenly you get that phone call or that knock on the door that's devastating to your entire family. It's then that you need help. It's then that you need somebody who knows the way that you take. Even though you've never been there before. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? In the last few weeks, I've heard of young men dying, killed in motorcycle accidents. I heard this morning of a young man murdered. I, I, I've, I've heard this week and, and the last few weeks of people, I, I still consider them young people my age, falling dead with heart attacks, cancers taking them out of this world. People that I knew as a boy growing up, they're leaving. this. I've had friends that died when we were young, when we were, teenagers, friends that died in every stage of my life. And I want to tell you something. You'll find yourself one day in uncharted territory. You'll find yourself God forbid, but maybe being a widow or burying a child or going through something that you never thought or finding out that your child's on drugs or finding out that your family's falling apart. And I'm not speaking that over nobody, but I'm telling you it's a possibility that you'll find yourself am I preaching all right in uncharted territory? And when you get there you need somebody that knows the way you take you need Jesus can you say amen you need the Holy Spirit who said I'll never leave you I'll be there with you till the end of the world Jesus said he'll come and he'll abide with you forever thank God for 37 years he's led me up mountains he's took me through valleys amen through troubled waters and stormy skies I found that he is a faithful God hallelujah Amen. When you journey, when you journey off the map, sometimes things happen to people because they bring it on themselves. That's not a very popular message in this day, but it's the truth. But I want to tell you that God said in Isaiah here, He said, Yet, I'm going to be gracious to you. I'm going to send you a teacher. I'm going to send you a guide. You're going to hear a voice behind you saying, turn to the right, turn to the left. This is the way you should go. That's a guide, can you say amen? And the Bible said in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10, verse 19, it said, having therefore, brethren, boldness, to enter into the holiest, into the presence of God by the blood of Jesus. What does that mean? The only way you can come to Christ is come to the cross. And recognize that at that cross, the Savior died for you. He didn't just die for you, but he died for your family. I want you to get this, you parents. He died for your children. We was watching that video, that, that slide show a while ago, and all them little kids, so precious. hundred of them are better. And uh, I, I, most of them come to the church here. Some of them were kids that were busted in and others that people brought in, and thank God they, they did but I watch these kids. I've watched them grow up. I've watched this one here just in a few years just shoot right up. Uh, you look at them one day and they're crawling over the pew, and the next day they're walking down the aisle with arm in arm with somebody. You hear what I'm telling you? We we watch them grow up. We watch them uh, right in right right under the sound of our voice and right under our influence. And God's calling some of you in this church to be teachers. He's calling some of you to to work bus ministries. And and some of them might say, that's not very exciting. Let me tell you something. My daddy had a sixth grade education, got saved in Indianapolis, Indiana, in T.L. Vivert's church, and he didn't know what what he could do for God. He got saved and filled with the Spirit. You know what they did? They gave him a 60-passenger bus and said, go bring some people to church dad took a bag of candy and went and knocked on doors every Saturday of his life and invited kids and parents and families to church and he told me they started running that bus route he said some mornings I'd knock on the door and the parents wasn't even home the kids were sitting there hungry where the parents had been out all night he said I went in washed their face and fixed their cereal and got them something to eat and talked to them loved on them and uh, when dad had been running that bus route about two months the Indianapolis police pulled him over one day and he had 102 people on his 60 passenger bus don't tell me you can't do something for God dad never preached a sermon you listen to this preacher but out of that bus ministry there was kids that got saved and got called to the ministry and became missionaries And woo, somebody ought to shout at the, God's calling you to do something in this kingdom amen there's ministry that needs to be done. Kids that need to be taught. Children that, that need transportation that needs to be provided for the disabled and the elderly and the poor and those that 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 that, that are, you know, this is a word you hear on the TV all the time, disenfranchised. And I'm not talking about disenfranchised from a political party. I'm talking about disenfranchised from the very grace of God. And it's our job to get them and to be their guide journey off the map. I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. So when I started reading this and went back and read this chapter again, and all of a sudden I began to realize that Isaiah chapter 30 is filled with the grace of God. It's filled with the gospel message. It's filled with a message that says when you get in uncharted Territory. God will set up some landmarks in your life. Thank God for the church. Amen. How many love the church? Thank God for the cross. Thank God for the message of salvation and hope to the lost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost that's able to come to where you are and pick you up and speak in your ear and say, this is the way. <laughs> oh, this is the way. We're on a journey. A journey off the map.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.arhop.life. Thanks for listening.